Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What's up, you nerds? Sorry I missed you guys last week. I had to uh, take care of the body. I mean, I mean, I had to, I had to take care of some errands. Yeah. Anyway, I'm here with just Ghoulish today. No Charade the Slayer, which means that we get to talk and geek out about our shared love for our favorite master mangaka. Who is it? Junji Ito. <laughs> the master of the macabre. You know, because he does cosmic horror. I want any excuse not to give cosmic horror to H.P. Lovecraft's racist ass. Mm. Junji Ito, you are welcomed home. You are here. Lovecraft came up with some really great concepts. Oh, yeah. But it's time to hang up the crown. We need to scoot it over a little. I think it's much more well-deserved here. Um, You know what would be interesting? The fact that Junji Ito pushes out so much fucking work. Like his catalog is fucking enormous. And I'm not really up on HP Lovecraft like that, but I know he's written a lot. Like just volume for volume. Yeah. I would like to know who has written more. I'm interested to Ooh. know. If it that's a really that is damn good. Um, if I had to guess, it probably still is Lovecraft, but it can't be by much because ito's putting out so much stuff that stuff slips by me like i can't Mm -hmm. tell you how many times like i'm online and i see a piece of his work that i never even knew existed like did you know he did a comic book version of the lighthouse did i know that i think i might i had no clue like i then some um some woman on tiktok she was bidding for it on ebay and she finally scored one and i'm i'm definitely going to get it because you know i'm obsessed but yeah, um, Edgar's the lighthouse and the the illustrations because he did it is in his style and like it has this scarlet red cover. It's so gorgeous. I think I I heard the announcement or like read something about it. I haven't yeah. seen it with my own eyes though. But that's probably fucking fire. I'm not even gonna fucking lie. Um, one of my favorite Ito stories is actually not his story, but it's Frankenstein. Did you read? Oh. Did you have you seen that? No, one? I did. I've I've seen it, but I haven't um purchased it. So is it a mm. is it literally like he just re-illustrates it or does he add his twist? He adds his twist for sure. Mm. Um and it it works perfectly. So I mean the man can adapt. The man can certainly mm-hmm. adapt. But also on this Lovecraft versus Ito um title card, <laughs> uh Ito he illustrates his shit. Yeah. HP Lovecraft. I don't I don't want to say he could never, but he hasn't, not to my knowledge. So he could never. Maybe that you, might you, pump you it up. It. Okay, he you could never. It. He could. And never. then plus a lot of his stuff, I think, is borrowed, but like people didn't know where to source it because I thought he created the man in the yellow that's like in a lot of his works and stuff. But people are like, no, this is a very old, like entity from like folklore and shit. I'm like, oh, so oh. he's not original. I've been looking for any reason to take things from H.P. Lovecraft. It's really sad. Honestly, honestly. Uh, not to like bring it up and get all disappointed about it again, but this whole Jonathan Majors shit is like, it's putting bad Lovecraft 
taste in my mouth. Because remember how like good we felt? Like, because how much of a strong ass slap in the face that was that fucking showed yes. H.P. Lovecraft. No, I mean it's not completely out of my out of my uh, my confidence, but that's that's a bummer. But it was such a good slap in the face. I have a theory. If you, I have a theory. If you'll have me, I'm listening. Maybe the society on Get Out was real. And maybe H.P. Lovecraft had his mind transferred into Jonathan Majors after he successfully reached the height of fame that he is at now. You and are maybe... insane. You are insane in the membrane. Oh, my God. Maybe it's coagula. It's smelling like coagula. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's not too far off, especially if you want to tie it like into Lovecraft. You know, there's definitely been some possessions going on. The um, the man in the house, the like he was like a, a surgeon and he was like experimenting yeah. on and he like possessed him. So who's to say that they couldn't have been Lovecraft himself? Ooh, they could have had that brain on ice the whole time. So I'm screaming. They, they thawed that baby out. <laughs> who was <laughs> he playing on? <laughs> They said, oh, perfect contender. <laughs> thought it out. Isn't it? There's also a rumor that, like, they have Disney like that. Like, Walt Disney's, like, frozen. Yeah, He's frozen somewhere, like, under Disney World or some shit like that. I'm so happy because now I can make another host. Simpsons millennial reference. Um, <laughs> The Simpsons have been joking about this forever. Like, they always have, like, Walt Disney randomly coming out of the ice crypto pods and shit. And he's, like, mega racist. <laughs> Listen, like, listen. He's like listen. a relic. <laughs> oh my god. Not Canceled far the first off. day he unthaws. <laughs> oh my god, he unthaws. He has been thawed. That's funny as hell. And you know how Sims has got a track record for being correct. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see who thaws out in the next 20 years. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Okay. How did you, just me putting my good, my uh, big girl interview pants on, how did you get into Junji Ito? How did you discover his shit? You know, I I, I don't remember. Ne- oh, wait, no, it came back. So there was a YouTube video that I watched a while ago, and somebody was trying to explain how horror can, like, change based on the medium that it's being told in. And when he was going through, like, movies and um, books, a lot of that was familiar to me. I didn't read a lot of manga growing up, but the stuff I did read was kind of like romance. Like I would read like a lot of like silly, like romance kind of ones um, just because it was my vibe. But I didn't know that Junji Ito existed until I saw this YouTube video. And so when the guy was explaining how he utilizes the panels and how he'll move like big scares onto opposite pages to like basically create jump scares in manga form i had to try it and so i bought tomie and i never looked back Mm. i was instantly hooked on him after that like i really wish i could remember who that youtuber was like to be for real how about you like how did you get into ito i got into ito ito was kind of like my gateway gateway to horror um just just in the beginning and Mm. i have said this or it maybe admitted this several times before but compared to all of the homies on the internet i kind of got into horror like late in the game um out of a a need to try to strengthen myself because i was scared of like everything so naturally my middle school brain was like how do i how do i not be a pussy oh duh just google the most unthinkable shit on the internet because, you know, I was a child of the internet. Watch all the scary movies, read all the creepy pastas, and then maybe build up a tolerance. And um, I found Junji Ito in my travels of the internet. I actually found him on Reddit. Because um, at this time, I was maybe, let's say I was 13. Mm-hmm. Um, this was before he boomed. But you couldn't really, you couldn't really find his shit. Like, it's not like you can... Damn, I almost said Borders. Borders doesn't exist anymore. Or what what does exist? Barnes and Noble. Like you yeah. couldn't go to Barnes and Noble and like find his books like you can today. So I I stumbled on him on a subreddit and I I just started reading all of his shit illegally. Um, just whatever I could find. Cause that, that shit was scary. Um, and it wasn't until later that I realized how how much more real his work feels when you have it like in front of you. Because yeah. if you can imagine, listeners, just bear with me for a second. But the way that I was reading his manga was on the internet. So I'm scrolling down. 
And what you said, Ghoulish, is that's facts about creating a jump scare, like on, on the next page. That shit is real. It kind of goes away, like when you're scrolling down reading manga in like webtoon format. Um, but but still like his images are just absolutely fucking delicious um i i don't remember which of his stories was the first for me but i do remember um visiting my grandparents and there was this quirky little bookstore near them that had a coffee shop in it and when i needed to escape family trauma (laughs) I would just go over to this bookstore. It was a used bookstore. And I found a used copy of Gyo. Have you read that one? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. And I had I had not read that one online. So that's the first time I was like, oh, my God. Like, this isn't some underground shit. Like, it comes in books in, in English that I could read, which is really exciting. And I remember I spent that summer uh on the beach in jersey and i was reading gyo i remember being with some girlfriends and they're like hey what you reading i'm like don't you don't want (laughs) to expose yourself to this don't you dare um yeah and i i think i have junji ito to to thank for pulling me into the fandom because i was just looking for shit to like desensitize me you know because his illustrations are no fucking joke and then i i along the way i found that like this is really beautiful and and dark at the same time and yeah. thus the addiction started you know his line work is so major and i've complained about this on every place i can including like random corners like that's part of the reason that the adaptions or adaptations whatever don't work because his line work is so good that when they mm-hmm. try to move it into live action when they try to re-illustrate it into anime something is always just lost it Mm -hmm. and this isn't to say that there aren't any semi-successful adaptations like when i was complaining about the new series on netflix and stuff online there were some people who who had never heard of him before and i remember you were even telling me how they did like a build out in one of the games which one was it you said it it wasn't roblox was it it was Fortnite. fortnite there we go like i think that stuff like that happening when it brings in a younger audience who may not know about the mangas and stuff they have a different interpretation of these of of this newer you know interpretation of his work but mm-hmm. once you've seen like the black and white like illustrations with that this man does and you fall in love with that there's almost no comparison like he really loves what he does and it comes through every time mm-hmm. totally i i'm glad that you warned me to protect my mental by staying <laughs> yes. away from this netflix i mean i'm sure it wasn't that bad but you know like like you said okay never mind oh he just winced he just winced everybody <laughs> <laughs> never mind never mind i take that back but you know when the bar is like in planet mars like you are, you're kind of like setting yourself up to be disappointed you know because that yeah. he's a master he's truly a master of his art um, yeah. If you were to suggest, like if somebody has never heard of Junji Ito before and they say, hey, Brother Ghoulish, I want to try this new this new mood of horror. Where should I start? Where would you tell them to start with Junji Ito's works? Usamaki, definitely. Just the, the idea that you would take a spiral and turn it into a cursed object that sucks people in. Like that is crazy to me in a good way. Yeah. Do you agree like Uzumaki? I do. Yeah. At 100%. It would be Uzumaki. Yeah. I think with Uzu, well, one, everything you said was just fucking facts. Um, You know, how many times we see in horror, we have like a cursed object, but it's Mm -hmm. like a a physical, like tangible object, like a book, like, you know, the Necronomicon, like the Necronomicon comes out and then shit starts going crazy. Or I don't know, but it's it's oftentimes like a physical object and that's the thing that is like a catalyst or like a spell or something. Um, but this is like Uzumaki is just like, like a concept and like a cursed concept. That's different. That's really different. And something else that I, I love about Uzumaki that I think is is different and that like kind of catches people's attention is the world building. Um. So he often does like short stories, right? And Uzumaki is kind of in like short story format, um, but it has this one thing that connects everything. And you really see how, 
you know, you can show multiple stories about one shared, uh, like event, I guess, like all these, all these different ways in which, you know, shit is hitting the fan simultaneously, whether it be the girl or spoiler alert, whether it be <laughs> the girl with the hair, you know, mm -hmm. or the people turning into snails, like the common theme is so, um, abstract that you can create a whole fucking world of terror that's just so different every time and you you're not really gonna get that anywhere else i don't think oh, and they, yeah, didn't no. they did they live action that one or was it Tomi? they did, did. They, li they live action uzumaki they did yeah um they did mm. and they, they they put cute little easter eggs in it and stuff and i was okay i peed I don't know, you know, like we watched it. And it then was, I fall back. Yeah, it, almost immediately. It was, it just didn't hold a candle to it. It's an example of one that was cute. I mean, it wasn't like a bad movie. And if you didn't know any better, you might even say, oh, this is actually pretty decent, like the idea and the concept. But then you remember that woman carving her cochlea out with a spoon in the book. Mm. And, and you're like, yeah, um, doesn't measure. <laughs> it doesn't bang. It doesn't yeah. bang the same. Maybe it still bangs, but. Again, when the bar is up in fucking Mars or on the moon, you kind of have to settle for the fact that this probably isn't going to be as good. Um, there was one, the first adaptation or vi like, a, what do you call that? Animated adaptation that mm. I saw was <clears throat> actually an adaptation of Gyo. And it's, it's pretty old. Um, hold on. Let me do it. Let me do a quick Google. Um, While you're pulling that up. Do you mm -hmm. think you could survive in in Usamaki? Do you think you would have been no. fine? Fuck no. Actually, there's a there's a YouTuber that I like and he does you might have you might have seen him in your travels before, but he like takes a disaster movie or a show or a game um and then applies like actual IRL logic to how one would survive so like how to survive the quiet place or yeah. how to survive you know the last of us like whatever um but this is his worlds are so like fucking fantastical mm -hmm. like there's no there's kind of no rules so i don't know how you would you would survive that yeah like even if you lock yourself in your room you're not really you're not safe because I, I think I remember like floorboards, you know, if you're you've got wooden floors and there's patterns in the floors, yeah. it's it's coming through to you. Like, no, there's there's infinite, infinite ways to die. <laughs> Horrible. Can you try to explain it to someone when you're going through it, too, who doesn't understand? Like, <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to run away from a spiral. You, you what? <laughs> like, like okay grandpa let's get you to bed you know that mean right. like let me like push you in the wheelchair okay There's come on ghoulish. it's it's time it's time to go to bed ghoulish um okay i found it so there is an animated adaptation of gyo and it's called tokyo fish attack and it came out okay. in 2012 um and it was it was okay um is yeah. it on tubi um because it's, it's know, giving Tubi energy that day <laughs> i would not be surprised <laughs> if it's on Tubi. if it's not on Tubi, and you're listening to our lovely podcast to be a sponsor us be um put this joint on there because it's fucking fire um yeah and the reason why i think i don't hate this one as much as i i'm sorry Hate is a really strong word. I'm not going to use hate. I I don't I don't hate any of the adaptations. I just mm -hmm. I I see it for what it is. But I think why I have less hard feelings for Tokyo Fish Attack is just because of the story itself. It's kind of ridiculous, you know. Um, I, I I do think it's one of the grosser. I mean, listen, Ito gets real fucking gross. So if if you're sque squeamish. Um, maybe take caution if you like body horror um, maybe you know dive in I would say definitely dive in with this one but um, actually let me just give a quick description Ooh, for all yes. of those who don't know um, so Gyo is kind of a pandemic plague story uh, but a little bit more twisted 
there is um, some kind of fungus or infection. Excuse me, it's been a long time since I read it. But there is some kind of phenomenon. Maybe it's algae going on in the oceans. It's killing all the fish. It's um, the ick from SpongeBob, but go ahead. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the ick. <laughs> and it's killing all of the sea creatures. And this parasite is then infecting the body. Um, and the parasite's kind of this... Um, let's see, like a, a vessel that has legs. So this parasite is gripping onto all the fish in the ocean that die, and it's basically giving them legs using the um, uh, the carcass, the, the, uh, the corpses of the fish, and using their natural gases as they decompose to power these parasitic legs, making them walk onto land and cause havoc. Then what happens when there's no more fish? I think you can guess what happens mm-hmm. next. So just seeing and sorry, but what I love about this fucking manga, it well, just manga in general is the use of, let's see, I don't, there should be a word for it. I should call my girl Gigi who also writes manga. She might know. Um, but the, the, the use of, or like when you make up words to make a sound that isn't a word, you know, oh like, yeah. You know how they do in compass, like pow. Well, pow is a word, but um, I know like, what you mean. Like, I don't know what that's called, but ka-chunk, yeah. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk. I think that's kind of what they sound like—the the stomping of the parasitic legs. Um, but reading those really gives you an idea of what it would actually sound like or what it would look like, and then you see them in this animated adaptation, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, like that's what they—that's what they look like in motion. So I guess it was more like a curiosity about these parasitic things for me rather than like how well did they tell the story i just wanted to see this gross shit kind of come to life um but yeah again not not the best story but you know if you're already a fan of the work and then you're just looking for just kind of a different mode um that that's kind of what i that's one of the things i love about fandom is just i well i guess it takes a type of fan but I'm kind of happy for like whatever I can get and like, you know, I'll take it and then I'll critique it later, but I'll yeah. take it. Um, so I guess curiosity is what it is for me, but I guess at the end of the day, what Ghoulish and I would recommend is read the mancus first and then yeah. check out the other side projects. Um, yeah. What do you think about um, the, uh, I think we we're supposed to get, um, I think it was Uzumaki with, Adult Swim or Cartoon Network? Yeah. It's still coming, um, but... It's been coming for years now, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, honestly. It, it might get stuck in development hell because like they keep extending it. They keep extending it. We were actually, from what I remember, supposed to get it before this other Netflix thing that came out, um, Maniac, that's I think right. it's called. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something off. They're not probably going to tell us exactly what's going on. It'll just vanish into a into a vapor like they do other projects like this. But mm-hmm. honestly, if it vanishes, I'll be okay with that because it. it I don't have faith anymore. I, I don't know. I just, they got to think of something different when it comes to these adaptations. I don't even have the answer because mm-hmm. I think a bit of it is just that since he sticks in black and white palette most of the time, since it's in manga form, maybe it's just so simplistic that it really lets how wild these concepts are and the storylines and how well-constructed they are really shine. They become the main focus because there's little else to distract you from it. Whereas when you have like a medium where there's a voice, you know, that's another thing you have to consider the coloring, the motion, everything has to, it can't measure up to what's happening inside your head. If that makes sense. It's like, he gives you enough of a symbol to understand that this girl is going to get cut up six different ways by the end of the story. But then as you're going through it panel by panel, you're filling in the bits. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just like, I need them to do something. We need to hire someone. Let's hire someone to do the adaptation. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to help them. We need to think of someone. Who's somebody who is going to be a good creative consultant? Are we talking like animated? We're talking live action. I think we need to get someone live action because they can I think, direct the people who are illustrating or something, but we need somebody who oh, James Wan. I think James he could Wan, help. I want yes, you are so right. I want James Wan because he's he's kind of a master of taking ridiculous concepts 
and, and keeping them ridiculous while adding a little bit of realism in there. So that's facts. And I also want, I don't know who is behind this, but um, uh, it's a Korean, um, uh, is it official? I don't even know if it's official or not, but Soul Station, I know have I know oh. I've talked to you about Soul Station before, or did I imagine that? You probably did. I smoke all the weed. You probably did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Soul Station is a um an animated prequel to Train to Busan. And mm. it basically it tells a story about unrelated characters to the movie. It's just, you know, same universe kind of thing. Um, mm. but it it shows how the zombie apocalypse goes down at the Seoul station, um, or in in Seoul, you know, before their train even even gets there, um, and it's it's animated in 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 anime classic anime style, but it is very low budget, like so fucking low budget that you know every zombie looks the same. It's like the same zombie, like copy and pasted, but even though it's so fucking low budget, it's something about the storytelling and the editing just really makes it amazing. And it's really highly regarded. So budget has Hmm. nothing to do with how to tell a good story here, but whoever the fuck was behind soul station, I need them to meet up with James Wan. Um, And maybe they could even do something animated, but if it's not animated, I want, um, did you see midnight by any chance? Midnight. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, it was are they cute. are they the same people that did uh perfect blue or no no oh okay. perfect blue <gasps> perfect blue is a fucking masterpiece it is Ooh. in fact what if that See? team partnered with james wan if that team partnered with james wan that would be something fucking different see okay maybe we're thinking at this we're thinking about this a little bit too critically because Actually, no, maybe we're not. I don't even know. Because there there are really great animated, or I guess neither of those are adaptations, but there's great there's great horror st- horror storytelling that has, mm. you know, layers of dread and terror, maybe even a couple jump scares as well. But I guess it's just his line work. They just can't match up with his line work is what it is. Because... Mm. Wait a minute. What if that's what it is? Maybe because... Soul Station and you said the other one's called Midnight. Do they have like an older anime style? Like what well, we Midnight is live action. Midnight is a okay, live okay. action one. Um, but Soul Station it has a little bit, yeah, it has an older anime style. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it feels that way just because it's super low budget, um, mm-hmm. or if it actually is trying to emulate that. Um, but Perfect Blue, yeah, definitely. Um, so, it, I mean, it doesn't have to be too complex. I think it's really about how you tell the story. Um, dog, you got to watch Soul Station. You got to watch I'm going to add Station. to my list because I, lo- I love horror anime and manga a lot now. Um, I'm trying to. It's it's short, too. I think it, I think it was. I think I remember it being pretty short. Soul Let's Station. Um, yeah, it's 40 minutes. Oh, it's only forty is, minutes long. Um, I would recommend anyone watch it if you're a fan of zombies. If you're a fan of anime, I'm what? I was like, it's not coming up. <laughs> it's so like the place. I put it yes. like Soul Station, like Soul Plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But it corrected it for me. I see it now. Okay, perfect. It's like, yeah, I'm I definitely think it's on Shutter. Oh, perfect, I, I, perfect. I think, yeah, I think it's on Shutter. Um, I highly recommend it. It's it's beautiful, but I do have to mention, since I'm recommending it, that there uh, a trigger warning for sexual assault. Um, I've I've talked about this before, and I know I sound crazy, but this is the the instance of sexual assault that happens is and i know i know exactly how crazy this sounds so don't roll your eyes at me but it is very satisfying i'm never going to say that about anything else <laughs> in my life i am like 98 positive unless one of you filmmakers really wants to test me right but, like i 
I know I sound fucked up, but you guys are going to watch this short and you're going to know what I mean. Um, you know, yeah. rape and horror kind of has a weird relationship, but it it can work sometimes. And I think this is a good example of when throwing in a rape scene actually makes sense to the development of the story and not just being a perverted filmmaker wanting to you know it sounds like you're saying like so, so like i spit on your grave or something where it's actually like it's an actual like it's part of the storyline then um yeah. but don't don't you know don't confirm or deny because i don't know if it's a, if it's a revenge when i don't want to be spoiled but that's an example uh, of like where it fits into the storyline yeah it's it's a very specific and necessary plot point and when it happens you're kind of be you're kind of gonna be like fuck yeah is as dirty as that sounds and you know i can watch you know this today me. okay you this know shit has a 100 percent on rotten tomatoes come on man i'm telling what? you i'm telling we need to get some some kind of junji ito work up to that level we can i think it can happen i've lost hope but hopefully the the filmmakers have not because mm-hmm. they they need to just i think by doing maybe like a vintage style it'll feel more like a memory and then maybe mm. that'll save it because something about then again, I'm biased. I'm not. the. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I person to ask because I feel some kind of way about modern day clean, crisp animation. A lot of it that is like clearly computer generated. Something about that doesn't work for a lot of the shows that I watch. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, I think they did that for uh, sorry, Tokyo Ghoul though, and I like Tokyo mm-hmm. Ghoul season one. So Tokyo Ghoul is good. That's a good show. That's a real good oh, show. Yeah. It was, um, and for anyone listening, if you haven't seen it, it's basically about a guy who wakes up and they've done some horrible operation to his ass uh, to to keep him alive <laughs> after a, an accident. They put ghoul organs inside of him, so, so he starts becoming a ghoul. It's but fire. the ghouls have like different like power levels, and so he's like an ultimate level ghoul. And his I don't remember what that thing is called the cock the cockagory. I don't know what it's called, but the thing that comes out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
his powers like make him look kind of like a death moth. I don't know. It's it's so cool. And it's so emo. So it was so me. Like, you know, when oh his best God, friend and him were like going emo? through it, I was yep. crying. Crying. It's kind of a scene kid like staple. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Are you kidding? I have the mask. Okay. Just tell on yourself a little more. Please. <laughs> I fully have the Tokyo Ghoul mask. And before mm. I did Brother Ghoulish, I would take pictures of it and then I would put it in Photoshop and like do the little animated thing yes. and put like the somber colors and stuff. Child, I thought I was killing the game. You a big nerd. You're oh, a big yes. fucking nerd. Oh, yes. Through Not and through. I already knew that though. That is so funny. Um, So I just did a quick Google search of Uzumaki, the the one that we were supposed to get via Adult Swim slash Toonami. And it still says Junji Ito's horror manga classic comes to Toonami in 2023. And I, I do think that if we have any chance to make a good Junji Ito adaptation, it could potentially be this one. Um, yeah. Because it does look like we got like one teaser like 17 years ago. <laughs> for this and it, it did look very like hand-drawn and particular so maybe you know that'll add a little a little familiar flavor that that we're used to with his mangas but all we can do is hope and honestly I'm I should probably just forget about it until it's in front of me because if I keep thinking yeah. about it the stakes are going to get higher and higher and I don't need to do that to myself in this fandom I don't I don't think that's necessary. Stress yourself yeah, out. I think you're right. Because I think that's part of the reason I'm so disappointed because they, they made it seem like we were going to get it at the bottom of last year leading into this year, like somewhere in there. And mm -hmm. so when it just kept scooting back, I got upset. And I can't stop looking at the fact that you have love sickness on the table behind you because, yeah, I I love love sickness. I, I love love okay, sickness. I have not read this one yet. I am very behind um i i it. have i have a mysterious fan who and and to this day i i don't know who they are they keep they keep signing their gifts as nova but every time i check i have like several novas that follow me across platforms so nova if you're listening to this i really fucking appreciate you but i stay putting these junji ito novels on my wish list because you know yeah. i'm a fan and whoever this Nova is keeps gifting them to me. And unfortunately, Ito writes at like 10,000 panels a second. Yeah. So I have a lot to catch up on. The last thing, well, okay, well, period. Thank you, Nova. I really appreciate you. Um, maybe I should bump that one to the top of my list. Maybe? Because I, mean, I have, it's I have pretty a bunch good. to read. He experiments. Like he, he steps outside of like what he normally does for his adaptations. And some, some of it is kind of as a result like not what i was looking for but i respect really? that he's experimenting that much yeah like most of the stories in that book got moved into maniac the new um mm -hmm. series or whatever okay but i would recommend the manga versions especially the signature one with the dude on the front because what that one's about is these girls learn very quickly and i mean boys can do it too but it's just the girls at school they're all friends with each other they learn that if you go to the crossroads in the middle of the night on on foggy nights a specter will come through the shadows and he will grant you wishes and mm -hmm. um but the thing is they're using it for trivial high school things that we concern ourselves with like mm -hmm. um does this boy like me will i ever find love stuff like that but clearly we know because we're adults and we're looking at this that this thing is evil it's like yeah. it's like a gen or something it's like playing on them because then they always end up killing themselves um Ooh. it's crazy like in the story it goes in such a way where i'm like i see where this is all going to go but then it doesn't he deviates so much from what the ending would look like and it's it's beautiful like i think you will really go up for this book okay i have to bump that one to the top the last the last one that i read was ramina ramina i haven't read that one that's on my list that's so funny i didn't love it actually what's it about um it's it goes very sci-fi Mm -hmm. uh way more you know I, i'm interested in the the kind of the classics when it comes to his types of storytelling um yeah. which he usually doesn't stray too far from but 
maybe it's like this this newer wave of Ito. He's like trying new things with um with love sickness and Ramina. But it, it goes kind of full sci-fi. Um it, it goes out there in, in the planets and um I mean it's definitely got some like dreadful uh event horizon kind of things going on. Um but it's it's actually just one linear story, which is mm. kind of interesting, but um, worth a shot still. Um, maybe you could read that one online if you don't want to go to the store and get it. No, I have it. Like, Emilio got it for me oh, for okay. Christmas, mm-hmm. but it's like like you. Like, I have so many that I have to catch up on, and especially because, like, right now, I'm reading, like, seven books at one time. <laughs> Yo, power <laughs> to you. I can't. I can't. Oh. Uh, it's they're all separate topics it's like stuff i'm like trying to work on in life and things and yes some of them are totally what you would imagine ghoulish are reading like uh my books my books like just i can't even talk about them anymore because they've gotten that weird like i've I've taken the dive into like the metaphysical and the stuff i'm reading now is just like well you would be like only ghoulish <laughs> if you saw my book you would be like only ghoulish only ghoulish oh my god that's funny um Last thing I want to talk about is his clout, is the Junji Ito clout, which I am thrilled with. And I, I, you're a lot like me, ghoulish, and like the types of fans that we are. Mm-hmm. And there, there's many different types of fans, and many of them are uh, a little bit more negative than I would like them to be. But mm-hmm. I don't know about you. But when I first started getting into Junji Ito's works, it was kind of on the down low. Um, Yeah. So you feel me like you can't just, you know, pop up to your homie and be like, yo, you know about the story? They probably don't know. I don't know if your bookstore, your well, your bookstore definitely doesn't carry um, at the time where we were getting into his stuff, um, even though he really did deserve all the the wealth mm-hmm. and the praise and the acknowledgement that he has now. Um, but now he has all those things and all of that acknowledgement comes with merch and more book deals, which as a fan, I'm fucking thrilled. You know, it's one thing to be the fan that's like, Oh, I was there when before it was mainstream or, you know, it's like mainstream is like this bad, terrible thing. But mainstream to me means I'm getting merch, I'm getting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, collaborations, and that's just more shit to add to my collection. And, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I look at my bookshelf and I look at my movies and my action figures, like, that shit makes me so happy. So if I could have more Junji Ito shit, fuck yeah, I want more Junji Ito shit. Uh, y'all can't see me right now, but Ghoulish can. I've got pops behind me i got stacks of books behind me i even have these blind boxes that i'm too much of a pussy to open um i got i got two on my desk right now and i'm so much of a collector i just i don't want to open them so they're just staying right there but i love it i have a junji ito sweatshirt uh like tomie sweatshirt but i think he deserves everything that he's gotten um and with that comes with the mainstream and I'm happy with it too, because I want more yeah. merch. Like I, I, how long have I been sitting here waiting for malignant merch? I didn't have no fucking malignant merch, but I got Junji Ito merch. I he sure deserves it. Like you said. And it also means he's getting in my mind, like more opportunities, which I want for him because he does deserve. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm on both sides. Cause I do sometimes get in my bag about, I was here before it was big, but <laughs> that's really like stank thinking for real. And it's something that needs to be checked because this is going to give more people an opportunity to get into his work. And I think that's going to diversify if those people, for example, are filmmakers and stuff, it's going to change the way that they look at what horror can be and what horror can look like, Mm -hmm. which is dope and get more coins to Ito. Even though I said this around someone, I can't remember who, but they said it doesn't always translate like that. Sometimes the creator doesn't end up getting as much of it back and all that. But I'm like, listen, if it, even if it's enough for him to get more, deals to create more stories especially since he seems to be experimenting i want that for him he's literally yeah. a master of horror in my book i really love mm-hmm. Ito, and should be looked at wonder, as such do you, do you think they invite him on set though when they do the adaptations or do you think it's one of those situations where likely no shade 
they just kind of like he signs the rights over to the team and then they do it because maybe it would feel better if he were there like you think about like how ann rice was involved with the amc interview with the vampire before Mm -hmm. she passed away Mm -hmm. and how she had signed off on a lot of these changes and now her son is involved with it and so that keeps i mean i feel like it was a success when that came out i wonder if they can recreate that with ito in his adaptations or something i might be making this up but i think that he was slash is involved with this new uzumaki adaptation with adult swim slash tsunami which is why it looked pretty similar to his art style like i don't believe that he's sitting there like drawing every panel for that for the animation or anything but i do think that he is in some way involved but besides this I don't I don't think so. I I think it's probably like, you know, they he just signs the rights over to his stories and then they'll kind of do whatever and hope that the name carries. But I I'll have to do some research and y'all can can check me if you want, but I'm I'm pretty sure that he is involved in some way with this new one mm-hmm. that's coming. If it ever comes out, right? If it ever comes out, yeah, we'll believe it when we see it, right? I guess. And I just need to complain about one thing before we complain. move on. Um because speaking of merch, I'm happy for the merch too. But Barnes and Noble, if y'all are listening to this, that $20 Junji Ito notebook that y'all have that has like 100 pages in it and it's not even eight and a half by 11, please cut it out. If I Whoa. write someone's name in there and they don't die from a heart attack in 40 seconds, let me tell Ma'am. you something, right? <laughs> Ma'am, first because... of all, that is the wrong manga. That is the wrong Listen, listen, manga. it needs to do something because. $20? If Listen, oh does it have God. Wi-Fi? Like, is the, the legendary road map to El Dorado in there? Oh I, need, I need something. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Hot Topic is kind of... They know that... They know my weakness. They know my weakness, and I will do it. I will. Listen. I'll, and also I'll give us Junji Ito but... coloring books, if, if we don't have any already. I want coloring Ooh. books. Yeah, I'm down for that one. And don't play around. Get him to get him to do the pictures. Don't play. I will know if it was put into Photoshop and y'all just took the colors out. (laughs) I will know. Oh my god! The one thing Ghibli do it. The coloring book. Yeah. For him, I would think so. Oh, can they do it for him? Yo, that's funny. Imagine that collab. That would be kind of wild. That wouldn't work. Never mind. That's that's just me being nerdy. That would not work at all. Is it sad that I would still show up for it knowing damn well that we're going to be disappointed? Yeah, no, that's not bad. Are you kidding? I'm constantly showing up for things that are stated to be mediocre. It's fine. There's no shame. It's part of the system, I guess. Yeah. Are you kidding? Random Studio Ghibli fact. Did you know in Howl's Moving Castle, I can't think of her name, but the little blonde woman with the the curly hair, that's Jenna Malone from Neon Demon and um, Donnie Darko. I didn't know that. I found that out randomly Googling things one night. And I was like, oh my God, I live for this. Mm. Let me um, get her name so that we... I do watch them sub though. So that's probably why I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I mean, sub's better probably. Listen, uh, I'm not an elitist. American. I'm not going to think, no, 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 of course not. We're not even going to have that argument. I think the argument is played out and stupid. If you want to watch yeah. English or Japanese or Korean, whatever, it's all love, baby. We're all nerds at the oh. end of the day. That's her name, Letty. Yeah, Jenna Malone played Letty. There we go. So, so random. That's a good one. They could turn that into horror real quick. Like, imagine a twisted version of, or imagine a Junji Ito adaptation of Howl's Moving Castle, where instead of, like, oh Howl's God. Moving Castle, it was kind of like a Baba Yaga kind of thing. I would go up for that. That would be good, right? especially because those, like, they eat children, so, and you know, he don't care, child. He'd be like, fuck them kids. For real. He do not care. The way he was killing them, them little them little babies on uh, the Hanging Balloon story, he did not care. Yo, I think them- that's the one that they put in Fortnite. Oh, well, the, you did the, tell me that. How did it yeah, look, though? The balloon story. So 
I the way I feel about Fortnite is a little complicated. Um, I don't. I'm not a Fortniter. Um, but um, I I I kind of lie adjacent to that kind of community, mm-hmm. and I know that Fortnite is pretty notorious for like not stealing but like ripping off IPs. Um, people lost all seriousness when it comes to the game. Like as soon as they threw Goku in there, and it's like, what is going on? Um, so yeah, that's cool that they threw a Junji Ito story into Fortnite, but I did watch some gameplay just because I was curious, like what exactly did they take and how did they put it into the game? And it's basically just kind of like a map, like they, like Mm -hmm. one of the maps in Fortnite, like had the balloons, um, and you could could see them like i don't think you could really do anything with them um but it would be kind of interesting and also a little fucked up if they actually played that story out because there's hella children that play fortnite oh they would be so scared yeah (laughs) especially the themes like the hanging of the bodies and yeah which i was pretty not confused but surprised that that was an ip that they went for for fortnite because ito is definitely mainstream at this point but not Mm. like goku dragon ball mainstream like this is this is this is a little risque in my opinion so i think they took the safe route though is just like putting familiar images in the maps because if they applied some of those concepts there might be lawsuits i don't know i don't know how this game works but there might Mm. be but sure i mean it probably opens up um ito's fan base to more diverse readers that way um so i i can't be too upset but i don't want to use the word but okay you're upset so i'm gonna it seems a little sellouty to me just like a little bit like the $20 notebook for a hundred pages like that's that's one thing but we've all been to a concert and we pay way too much on merch you know that's just how it goes but this is kind of like what was the reason I'm not that mad but I'm just kind of like why I'm devastated in fact <laughs> devastated well actually <laughs> and right, that, it will reveal my hypocrisy if I actually had kids, I would be a hypocrite because I was about to say, I don't want my kids playing that. But then I'm like, mm, but I would also watch the Rob Zombie Halloween with my uh, potential Ooh, children. So yeah, pick a side, pick a side yeah. and stick with it. Are you going to be a, a cool parent or not? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I would say that I'd be a cool one, but I know fully I would not be. I know I'd wear like sweaters and shit. Like, um, <laughs> what was that little boy's name on Malcolm in the Middle of the Black Family? Stevie, I think his name was. Oh, I would definitely be like Stevie's father, like with my dress attire. I would definitely um be very like, we're going to the conservatory today so we can learn how bees affect our environment. And they're gonna be like, Oh my god. I just want to play Fortnite, Dad. They're not gonna have TVs, they're not gonna have games. Oh. It's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a a, a what is wait, maybe I don't want to say a combine. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it's gonna it's not gonna be nice. <laughs> how did we get here? We're just talking about fucked up manga. Oh my goodness. This sounds like a setup for a horror movie. Imagine like you come to see me and Mill for the first time in like 10 years, like after we've had kids, and like you go in there and they're literally sitting in the living room playing violin. And <laughs> and they're like they have like coordinated outfits and shit. Oh my like, god. Don't you dare leave your kids with me for a weekend. Don't wait, what would you it. do? What would you do? I need to hear this. You drop your kids off with me for the weekend. I'm teaching them how to play Dead by Daylight. I'm teaching them how to talk nasty all over the mic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mad? You mad? Oh, because your ranking is da 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 da. All of that. All of that. And then I'm gonna load them up with sugar, and uh, and then I'm gonna send them home. Oh, and I'm also going to uh, download movies onto their iPods. Right. I'm gonna download Malignant onto all of their iPods. Load them up with sugar and then send them back home. No, no, yes. no. They got to get the sugar out their system before they come home. They're going to love the uh, hell. They're going to be like, oh, Auntie Zero is fun. We hate you. And no, they're going to like kick I'm me just the, the cool auntie. 
I'm also going to read the uh, Junji Ito stories before bed just for we got to we got to we got to oh, expose them to Baba Duck. Oh, shit. That oh, might be too shit. much for a kid. I don't know. That might be a little bit. They that might. is 100% too much for a kid. But you know what would be good for a kid, though? Um, is that cat story that Yan and Moo, I think it's called, that Junji Ito wrote. Oh, oh, yeah, I do remember that one. The one with the weird human looking cat. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a story a about his cats. And yo, that, that story is so interesting. Uh, for those who don't know, so Junji Ito, I guess he got a little overwhelmed one day and was like, let me try something else other than horror. And uh, wrote a story about about some cats, about two cats in a family. And it's it's actually pretty cute and wholesome, but it's illustrated as like his typical horror stories. Mm-hmm. So it feels like this should be terrifying, but it's actually, you know, just about two house cats. That could work. That would work. And it's cute, but and it would definitely be a gateway because if they like the illustration, oh, yeah. then they can kind of figure out like what stories work for them and by then if he's still doing his thing which i'm pretty sure he would he'll have hundreds of like new stories especially since he's getting into sci-fi now that's interesting because i feel mm-hmm. like every time before ramina then he always kind of hints at the cosmos but he's never mm-hmm. like actually like went into it you always get like this grounded story that's being impacted by right. external forces and shit this one ramina is literally like this planet like it's about this planet that's like coming into earth and yeah. you know doomsday 101 that kind of mm-hmm. i don't know he's the man is is writing he really is i yeah. love watching his um now uh the universe knows that he's like an actual guy like just somebody's like cute ass uncle who and also he does not look like the kind of person that spawns this type of art like at all he just you know some Cute little uncle who probably drinks like one beer a year, you know, wears a little button down shirts and khakis. I think he's got oh. glasses like somebody's cute ass uncle. And he does these, uh, you know, for uh, promo and stuff and interviews. And he's really just like so ridiculously normal. And it's like, what the fuck is going on in that brain of yours? Those are the scariest people. I love that you said that because that's kind of. Consistent. I feel like when we see a lot of hard directors, like they're like that. And some of them are even like really funny. You think about like Jordan Peele and stuff. And then you see the shit that comes out their mind and you're like, do what's I going trust on? my kids around this? Person? Right. Like what's really going on in your brain right now? <laughs> um, I saw a video once that actually cracked me up, but it was um, two different interviews. Um, one with Junji Ito and the other with uh, Hayao Miyazaki, uh, Ghibli films. And it was just like comparing the two of their personalities. Mm-hmm. And really it's like Hayao Miyazaki is the person that you would expect to be writing fucked mm-hmm. up stories and Junji Ito writing the, the cute fantasy stories about love and friendship and family, but they're just so like twisted. Um, like there was one clip about, they're talking about music that they like and, and the Beatles, right? The Beatles is just like very calm middle ground. Like everyone loves a couple Beatles songs, right? It's historical. And um, Junji Ito was like, oh, I love the Beatles. You know, the Beatles are fantastic. And Hayao Miyazaki's like, I fucking hate the Beatles. Like that, the trash ass music. <laughs> it's just like so backwards. So and are backwards. they friends, by the way? Are they friends? I don't. You think? I don't. I don't know. These were two separate interviews, and someone okay, okay. just stitched them together to see the coincidence of how oh, different okay. they are. <laughs> um, but that would be that would be pretty funny. Like complete opposites. You would never expect. Speaking of like anime illustrators and and creators and stuff, did you hear what happened to Kazuki Takahashi, who made um, Yu Gi Oh? Did you hear about this? Did he die? recently he did but they when they revealed why he actually went out a hero he found out where he was standing from his vantage point he saw someone drowning like three people and so he jumped in to save them and that's actually how he died wow and he succeeded some of them actually he saved them but yeah no he's a hero on multiple fronts yeah i was about to to make a joke i don't 
I'm still gonna make the joke, y'all, but I love Kazuki Takahashi, so I'm like, he wasn't playing with that Yugi shit. Like he, <laughs> he's a hero. <laughs> Look, <laughs> he was not playing. No, not at all. I mean, maybe I'm being a little dramatic when I say this, but I'm sure Yu-Gi-Oh! like saved many people's lives, you know? You know what? Wait, do you mean the anime or the person? Because you know, you I, I sat up. No, so you not know I the got person. To say. Just like the oh, concept okay. in general, you know, okay. like fandom fandom really be helping our people out sometimes. And Yu-Gi-Oh! is such like an iconic show, game, everything. Yeah. Like it's it's a big part. It's like, honestly, it's I feel I the way that I feel is it's on like a similar level as like Power Rangers or like, you know, people really... People really will give their life to this shit because it's, you know, what makes them happy. And and it's nice to know that the creator is somebody who cares about people. Wow. Died a fucking hero on multiple fronts. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Still, Respect. may he rest in peace, though. Yeah. And this was recent. Just like a couple months ago. But, but right. the reason I sat up is because I was about to say Yugi's ass was evil. Not the little Yugi, but Yami. No. Because that motherfucker was evil. Like, if you look at you, you know, it, that is my shit back in the day. If you look at season zero, like, literally in season zero, he, that's why they didn't put it in the anime. He would do like this to you, like with his hand, and he would mm-hmm. like crush your mind. So there were literally people like rolling in gutters of leaves, literally thinking they're rolling around in money and shit because he destroyed their minds. And then oh when they came goodness. over to America, they were like, we can't, we can't do this. <laughs> there was even one where like, I think they pulled guns on people and stuff. And so when it came hey, over here, what yo. they did was they took the guns out their hands. So they're just doing like this, if you notice in the illustrations. But no, yeah. if you lost a car game, like Kaiba would get his goons to pull up on you. They had a guns. Like, and someone on TikTok had me screaming because when they saw it for the first time, it was like a Gen Z person. They were like, dude, chill the fuck out. It's a children's card game. That is insane. <laughs> but you got to think about it. In the show, it wasn't about no card games. They were playing for souls, baby. Like, <laughs> when you get banished to the Shadow Realm, they toned it down. Your soul got snatched. So that big old queen Pegasus, he was snatching souls. And, and Yugi was like, no, oh, you know what? He was snatching souls. That could have been taken so many different ways. But anyway... <laughs> Pegasus was literally snatching souls and all these other people, and and he turned into Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, Yami, and literally went and was like, you're gonna give me my grandfather's soul back. Run me that soul back. And then that's what it actually was. So guns make sense. But, you know. Yo, I was I don't know today why I years rant. old. <laughs> I had no idea that shit got so dark. I mean, it's not my fandom. I don't know shit about it, but that's dark. Yeah, that is it is. dark as hell. Okay, so let me get a Jinji Ito adaptation of whatever the fuck season zero <laughs> pistols and I would, everything i would watch the hell out of that are you kidding? you wouldn't see me for weeks and when you would see me again <laughs> i would stink i would smell horrible no not the stereotype <laughs> i would smell terrible <laughs> i can't stand you oh my god anything else on jeans each show before we wrap this shit up um no just like definitely read Usamaki if you want to take the dive. We haven't spoiled anything today, so you know, come get obsessed with us. Yes, there is plenty of material, plenty of lore, yeah. um, plenty of fucked up scenarios for I don't want to say maybe a year's worth of twisted imagery at this point. So jump into it. Take us out of here. And if you would like to tell us your favorite Junji Ito or challenge me to a duel, you can find us <laughs> online at Blurdy Massacre. And please rate and leave a review as well. And bye. Bye. I want to say an anime ending, but I couldn't think of one. Uh, yeah, it's slipping. Mm-hmm. I guess it's time to end the episode. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.